2: Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This time on the locker room app, we're coming live for an edition of Group Therapy. The Mavericks just got their butts handed to them on national TV. One thirteen to ninety five. It was an interesting game for about twenty four of the forty eight minutes. Uh, the Mavericks were without Chris Porzingis, who was playing, but who was not playing due to injury management for the. Variety of maladies that come from being seven foot three and 195 pounds and whatever else is wrong with him. Uh, the Mavericks played okay in the first quarter, first half, really. Uh, I mean, MVP candidate Joel Embiid really took it to the Mavericks. Maxi Kleba came back only to collect a ton. And you know, the the Mavericks played. It was the sort of game where the talent of the Sixers really wore down the Mavericks. Uh, The first half, it was, you know, I think the Mavericks were down 12. Luka had 20 in the first half. It was, it was, then the second half happened and, you know, things kind of slowly and steadily um, got away from Dallas. Uh, Luka length is one of the few things that really bothers Luka, where he had a lot of opportunities off small screening roles with either Redick Brunson. Or whoever else was setting the high screens, and he'd get you know just below the free throw line, and he had the op- option to take a short shot, kind of on the run, or kick out to the corner, and he would do an incredible ball fake, get the ball out to the corner, only to you know see whoever was out there miss shots. Uh, a few times it led to live ball turnovers. I was chatting with people during the game. Luca's live ball turnovers are pretty devastating. Um, live ball turnovers are bad in general, but when Luca has them happen, it's usually just such a an overwhelmingly awful situation. The Sixers, I think, scored just about every time. Even the Luca, if you know, he only had four turnovers, uh, but all of them stank. So it was, you know, by by the middle of the third quarter, the game was out of hand. By the end of the four, or third quarter, the game was over. Uh, we got to see some extended garbage time. Uh, from the rest of the Mavericks roster. And in case anybody had forgotten, Trey Burke is awful. Um, really, really bad at basketball, objectively speaking. Can't believe the Mavericks gave him a three year contract. Uh, Tyler Bay got probably his longest extended burn. And in five minutes, he had, you know, two points and one rebound. Looked kind of like fish hour water. Kind of hard to be too critical. Uh, though I will knock the crap out of him, Powell, and uh, Josh Green, I think, who gave up a rebound to Matisse Thibault, who got. One off of a free throw. Like that sort of thing just shouldn't happen. That's why Rick doesn't play you. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, Bobon was, you know, whatever. He just played too much. You know, Dorian had another kind of really yeoman game uh, 12 points, 11 rebounds. Um, gets asked to do too much. It's not fair. Maxie was, you know, might as well have just not put on his pants today. Um, if you're going to foul, you know, four fouls in 14 minutes, one shot. Um, Brunson kind of found himself a little bit after being really, really bad for a big, big chunk of the last three games, um, which was nice. Hopefully that'll carry over It's his first start in quite a while. Uh, Josh Richardson continues to make the case for the fact that he shouldn't be on the team, let alone in the starting lineup, just real bad. I I, I don't even want to make a joke. He's bad. It's very frustrating. Um, Nicola Melli was in big O for that was fun. Um, Dwight Powell played hard, but he's just he's not capable of playing. JJ Redick's uh, you know debut was a one of seven. You could see some things. They're they're gonna use him well. I'm pretty excited about that. The dribble handoff stuff. I think he and Porzingis might have a lot of fun in the future. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but this this is just a really good good example of a game, guys. And I'm gonna bring people up on stage. But we're gonna talk about this for a second. Everyone involved in the Maz fandom, there's, you know, when when you're a Maz fan, when you're a fan of a sports team, there's a little bit of of buy-in involved and trusting that what's going on. But for the past, I don't know, 14 years, there have been aspects of being a Maz fan where we are asked to swallow things which are nonsense from the start, and I don't know how to say it other than that. Uh, The past two Mavericks off-seasons have been bad, and I've been told repeatedly, oh, you just got to trust. You got to trust that these guys know what they're doing. Sorry, guys, don't really give the Mavericks credit for drafting Luka Doncic. I predicted that they should do that 300 days before the draft while, while shithoused. It, it's just not a complicated thing. Draft the best player. Congratulations. Good for you guys. The KP trade um, was, was pretty cool, though uh, I think that long-term we're going to have to ask if a guy can't play. It's not his fault. They're holding him out of the game. Let's be clear there. If a guy can't play, then he... the that all their free agent signings haven't really worked they traded away the best one in seth curry this has just been not it, it's gonna be a missed opportunity because you know the, the we we had to suffer through a jeff van gundy repeated lecture leadership series on what luca needs to do and while i understand why he's saying that luca has been carrying these guys for two years it's frustrating it's not enough I find myself frustrated beside, despite knowing I was going to be frustrated on the way in. Um, the, the Sixers are a good basketball team, so it's pretty stupid. But it just kind of brought out, and I ranted about this online, there's a whole segment of NBA fandom that really like what could happen but don't seem to like the basketball. I love NBA basketball. I love watching every night. I like it, 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 I, I enjoy what is happening now. I'm not interested in what could happen three years from now. Luka Doncic is is in all likelihood not going to be a Maverick for 20 years like Dirk. We have to appreciate what we have right now. And when the front office and the coaching staff don't maximize these sorts of things, I'm going to be critical. I'll do my best to not be, you know, the constant raging asshole that I can be. But Lord, we, we have to demand more and the Mavericks need to be, you know, big picture. They need to be better than they've been. Now, I, I, slight overreaction because again they've won like twenty, or they've won twenty of their last thirty games. They're doing okay. I'm just kind of pissed off because when you see it, like even in garbage time when the when the the not the scrubs that's kind of a, a tough tough d- descriptor of them, but when the, when the back end of the bench looks like they can't compete with the other teams, back into the bench that sucks. Okay, so you guys have heard me talking long enough. Um, I'm going to bring up a friend of the program, Felix. Uh, how are you, Felix? I hope you're actually able to use the app tonight. Felix, what's
3: up, Kirk? Can you hear me?
2: Can you sound good?
3: Oh, all right, Kirk. I'm, I'm just like, man, like I, I don't understand. Um, I was, I was hearing the, um, today of one of five point three, they were saying like, um, that, uh, um, Carlisle, um, Cuban and and Donnie are one of the best three, three of uh, combos of like. Picking guys, like I, I I don't get it. Like So I can I can answer I, I. so you and I were chatting
2: about this in Twitter DMs. Let me let me just kinda to just try to vocalize your frustration for you. We are told at all angles that Donnie Carlisle and Cuban are the best of the best. I don't know, yeah, guys. I, not feeling it. How about that? Is is that kind of it? Is that kind of your frustration at the moment?
3: Yeah, I mean I, 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 I don't get it. Like I feel like for the past like I mean you you drafted Luka Doncic and 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 Jalen Brunson, you know those those are those are very, like they're they're gonna be good core guys for the future, you know. But I mean like I mean do, uh, Dorian finn me and, and Maxi Clear are good, you know. But the, I you need better guys, you know. Like I don't know. Um, I feel you. So 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 let's.
2: Let's, let's just, just just chat about this just for a second because it's it's big picture stuff. It's not just this game. Like the Sixers are an NBA finals contender for a reason. Like yeah. getting owned by them is is kind of – it's just frustrating on its face. But what happens when you have an organization that has the same leadership, meaning Cuban and Donnie, like Donnie's been a part of the Mavericks longer than Cuban has owned them. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the – I want to say like 96, 94, something like that. Really long time. Um, and then obviously, you know, Cuban bought the team in 2000. Yeah, 2000. Like Carlisle joined the team in 2008, if my if my timing's right. So you just have a lot of longevity, which means within the, the, the legacy media, and I'm, I need to choose my words carefully here because I don't want to piss people off, but there's a lot of relationships with go, which go back due to access. That includes places like the local talk radio stations. I don't talk to any of these people because I don't really care what they have to say, because basketball is not that complicated of a sport. You know, I watch a ton. I, I probably watch more than most of these guys because they have to cover all the, like, local Dallas stuff. And it's it's very frustrating to me where it's like, oh, we just really have to pray constantly praise the front office. Well, you know, the, I'm not sure how long you've been a Mavs fan, but from, like, 2014 to 2018, I watched a lot of really bad guys. That were signed to frustrating contracts, so it's just you know this is just kind of why we're here, um, we just talk it out to get through it. Maybe I need this more than anybody else, but Felix, what else you got before I bring somebody?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, and I'm gonna be honest with you, like this year, like let's, well, um, I was hearing today we have 30 million. Like, what are we gonna do? You know, like all the all the good available free agents are already like they reach like extensions and stuff. You know, like what are you gonna do? Like sign, um. Team Hardaway Jr. and, and, and just, again, like, that's not really gonna help the team at all, you know, like, I don't know, man, like, it's, I, I feel like, this offseason is gonna be rough too, you know, unless they do like, some signing trades and stuff, like, it's, I don't. I don't see how we're gonna get better this summer, you know. So well,
2: let's. So so. But let me ask. Let me just offer that I think you should table that for a while because, frankly, they're gonna make the playoffs and we need to enjoy the now. Luca's fun right now. This this game brings out the worst in me because it was just such a beatdown. But I, mm-hmm. I advise everybody to to kind of swallow this game and move on, and really just try to enjoy what's going to happen because I think you know, given the right matchup, the next nine games are really tasty if you look at the at the uh, the the uh, schedule. So there's some some positivity coming in the future. We're not going to lose that many back to back
3: games anymore. But
2: uh, Felix, I appreciate you. I mean, I like uh, with
3: you. just just one, 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 one more quick comment. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. You know, like uh, I was looking the ESPN like. Portland has like the the third hardest schedule, you know, and um, the Lakers, I I I thought I thought it was like the second one, you know. So I think we have a we still have a chance to move to like uh, fifth or sixth, you know. Like we do. I I think we I think we can get out of the uh, out of the playing tournament. I I get I get you a hundred percent, you know. Like Yep. I, I yeah we're gonna I, I I honestly think we're gonna get out, you know, but um. Yeah, I agree. It, 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 it depends on the matchup, you know, but we're, we're, I, I'm, I'm almost confident we're going to get out,
2: out of playing tournament. Yeah. Well,
3: thank thank
2: you for hanging out, and thank you for coming up. We'll talk with you soon, thank, okay, Thank Felix, you, Kirk. Yep. Hmm? All right, so before I move on to the next person, uh, Luca in the chat asked, how was Kirk a Mavs fan before 2018? Well, I've been mad at the Mavs consistently since 1999. This is just kind of my, my deal. Um, I remember watching – there was a Lakers game – had to be like my senior year of high school 2002 where the Mavericks hadn't beaten the Lakers in Los Angeles in years and they were up like 30 in the fourth quarter and it was around Christmas time because I remember it being cold and the Lakers came back and beat the Mavericks and one of the most heartbreaking losses that has like shaped my entire personality of just like mo- like mild cynicism uh, of uh, peppered in with like bursts of rage so that's that's kind of where we are. Um, all right, I'm going to uh, bring up somebody that I want to help have, have helped me host for a bit because he's been out of the country and doing lots of things. I'm going to try to get as many people as we can tonight. But uh, Tim Yeager, also known as House Mavs, who is a contributor of MavsMoneyBall.com and a pr- really excellent just social media game. Tim, how Tim are, are you?
4: I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, I have a big picture thing, and I, I do want to okay. focus on the now, obviously, But I think this year is so frustrating outside of COVID and just the condensed schedule and all that crap. But this is probably the first year since 2012 that we have had high expectations. Maybe not even 2012 because we knew the team blew up. But, you know, we're running high off a championship. And so the past, I feel like, eight years have really just – not ruined us, it's been tough, man. And then to get to this point where we feel like we should be a top four team in the West, I feel like that's – tonight's game shouldn't be too frustrating. Like, it was going to be a loss even if KP probably played. And maybe that's just – I don't know. Sure. That's not the way they tried.
2: That's why they played KP last night. Like, they were – Yeah. They were one more bucket away from winning, and then this loss would be tough.
4: Absolutely. So, I mean, losing to the Spurs and to the Rockets sucks – Definitely the Rockets. Spurs are, I mean, they're a solid team. Um, anything could happen versus them, but it, it's frustrating. It's it's the highs and lows of this condensed schedule, this condensed season. I don't want to just immediately say, well, we're gonna make playoffs, and you know, you never know what's gonna happen, which is obviously right, but you got to take the the lows with the highs. But tonight, dude, it's just it just shows the huge talent gap in between a top tier NBA caliber finals team. Um, just to where we're at. And it should be eye-opening, I think. And so it's frustrating when when we thought we'd be a top-four team in the West um, just to see an effort like that. It's back, back-to-back back games versus Philly where we lost by double uh, double digits. KP didn't play in either of them, so it's hard to really dissect. But him versus Embiid I don't think would be much better.
2: No, man. And, and how – it's very frustrating because it's like Embiid is just one of these guys that, like, makes me – angry he's a great guy to root against because number one he's really good number two he talks an unbelievable amount of trash and can back it up and and it's just like some of the things that he did to the Mavericks centers there was a stat muse stat he the mavericks played four different centers in the first half and they went two two points for nine fouls and he had 20 points it was just like just the kind of cold-blooded stuff but uh yeah, I, I agree with you. So, so Tim, do you mind hanging out with me while we bring people up here? Absolutely. Excellent. All right, so I'm going to bring up another couple of folks. All right, so you guys know I tend to go in order, and I try to get to this, but we have a first-time uh, joiner of the show who I am delighted to see him hanging out uh, down there, and we're going to bring on Mike Bibbins, who is host of a couple of podcasts, uh, including Mav's Outsider, and I'll let him plug his other one once he's up here. Mike. Mike. What is up, Kirk? Just a little casual rage for a two- or Monday. Ugh, God. How, you know, <laughs> it's just a great way to start the week.
5: Yeah, um, you know, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> uh, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for bringing me up. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I was listening to some of the people talk about the, the team, and it was hilarious to me because, you know, I've been talking about it recently. If we somehow were to get a new GM they would gut this team so quickly. As much as I love some of our role player guys, like they, they would be gone so quickly if we had some fresh eyes. So, like hearing them talk about continuity and stuff like that is devastating. Just thinking about what this offseason isn't going to look like.
2: It's so challenging because when you look at how the team gets built, so you have to you, you lose in the lottery, and then you end up you know you have to trade a pick to go get to go get uh, uh, Luca, which you accept that 100 times out of 100. Right. It just stinks that the lottery balls bounce that way. Then you get the chance to go get Chris Stapps for Zingis. And so you trade the previous lottery pick that you have in Dennis Smith Jr. and two future ones which have yet to convey, which looking like this year, even if the Mavericks you know, finishes the seventh seed, it's going to be like in the, I, I'm guessing, but it's like, it's got to be like 18 to 22 depending on record and kind of how things sort out. Again, you, you do that trade. You just do that trade. And and yeah. that just limits their their uh, their ability to do anything. And, and when we consider that, it's like you look at their free agency signings. And all of them, but Seth Curry, have not. I don't want to call them terrible, even though that's actually what I feel. But they haven't panned out in the way you would want them to, right? Right. So, I don't know. It's, it's just a lot <laughs> of little things that all add up. And then, you know, uh, I get yelled at the Mavs Moneyball Slack. Like, I, I you know, Tim, will, Tim can attest to this. It's like, well, they've won, you know, 20 out of the last 30 games. Like, Grant, who's in the chat, you know, he told me this like two months ago. Where he's like, I think they're going to win 65% of their games. I was like, you are crazy. And then they've won 65% of their games. So I, 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 I don't know how to reconcile the fact that, like, they've done exactly what I could have hoped, but they also haven't been as good as I would have wanted.
5: So here's what I, I think is happening, and this is why it terrifies me. Luca obviously raises the floor tremendously, and when KP decides to play, or when they decide to allow KP to play, mm-hmm. we with those two alone, we're we're going to be better than a lot of teams. And it feels like they're content with letting those two, or mostly Luca, just dominate and surrounding them with a bunch of randos that would be eighth, ninth, tenth men on any other team when we start three guys that were probably seventh men on real contenders. Um, and I don't know if they really care anymore about trying to get, obviously they wanted Giannis,
3: but mm-hmm. like how much
5: effort are they really putting into getting another guy that can give us 20 on a regular basis? It's very difficult to say because
2: this is the off season where Donnie, Donny <laughs> either makes his money or he doesn't. Right. And it, we all kind of understand particularly old heads like me. Like, Donnie has his hands in things throughout Dallas. This does not get talked about, not because it's, like, creepy or weird. It's just boring, so no one cares. But Donnie has ownership in all sorts of things around, like, the Dallas metro area. Like, the guy likes making his money. Big fan of that. I, 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 I plan to do that. That is my goal. But it, it just doesn't necessarily feel like there, there have been aspects where, you know, the Mavericks are first and, and I'm probably mm-hmm. wrong about that, but it feels that way when you sign Trey Burke and and uh, Willie Colleystein Stein to these, you know, they're basically extensions when they weren't on teams in February of 2020 for a reason. It's like, what what is happening? I, they just they got to figure something out, and and this will be the year. And we, you know, it, when even Dalton Trigg, who's like the sweetest man on Twitter, when even he's like, 100%. I'm done if they don't figure this out. You know, so so well, th- this is his time,
5: hundred percent. Hey, thanks. Well, Mike, for I think the- you
2: should. You should hang out up here with us. I, I I like I I should probably do this more often. Somebody gave me a criticism if I like usher people off stage, like I'm just you know the meanest <laughs> MC. But we're why don't you hang out on here and just use the mute button and see if we can comment uh, on folks' questions. All right.
4: Real quick, let me let me add this to y'all. What do y'all, what do y'all think? Is something I've been thinking about? Do you think just this game and especially versus the Sixers and their defenders? They got length. Ben Simmons is a problem against Luca. Anyone with length uh, just obviously bothers Luca more than. The more typical defenders that he sees um, on uh, other nights, but our recently our offensive concepts of someone else usually bringing the ball down to half court, and then by the time we get it to Luca, especially with Simmons just all up pressing Luca all up in his grill, it, the shot clock is already down to like fourteen, thirteen, twelve before Luca even gets the ball, and then he goes into his screen and tries to figure out whether it's you know, it, it just. The, the offense is what really bothered me tonight. And whether it's, you know, the concept that we were just doing it, uh, the defense of the Sixers just being legit, more so than, you know, the teams that we've been playing recently, it just really bothered me, the lack of offense. And does that just point to what we've been saying of, we need a secondary ball creator? Or is this just a really bad match?
2: Both. I mean, it, it it's it's, you know, getting stabbed with a spoon like it just sort of brings all the problems you know to to the top where we knew this was a problem and then the Sixers just expose it by picking at the scab where I, I love the idea of Brunson bringing the ball up more than Luca because it's just slightly less wear over a 36 minute game when he's playing but it's just so evident because they just locked him down. I mean, like, Seth Curry was d dudes up out to half court. Like, we never saw that last year. Like, they, uh, it's it's tough. What do you think, Mike?
5: Yeah, I agree. It's uh, a combination of fact that the 76ers are built perfectly to cause us problems. Uh, Embiid lurking around the paint area. A bunch of guys with length that can dig off of Luke on drives. And, you know, it just – they close up a lot of our passing lanes where Luca wants to get inside and hit guys in corners and stuff like that. It's harder to do those things against a team with the size of the 76ers.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. All right. Let's bring up uh, Brad who has been waiting patiently. Brad, what's up? Brad, what's up? You there? Yeah, sometimes the audio doesn't work the first time. Brad, try to to uh, punt you and Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, oh,
6: yeah, no, sorry. My phone just, you know, went to sleep. I was waiting. Um, sure. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, uh, the three of you and Felix, like, I thought I was going to come in hot with, like, some Donnie Thunder. <laughs> you know, it's, like, so, it's totally all gone now. Uh, but, that, like, that's the main thing, you know, like, looking at this game – You know, realistically, I didn't think we were going to win, especially without KP playing. And then, like, just watching it and seeing how, as much as we'd like to think, like, hey, like, we're a great team. Like, we are just not at a championship level whatsoever. Uh, I think it was uh, mentioned earlier, um, you know, we've got a lot of, I mean, I would say, like, seven through nine guys that we're trying to force into a, you know, four through six, uh, to put it politely. Uh, and it's not going to do it. You know, obviously everyone knows this, like, off is going to be, like, the make or break for us this year. And um, <clears throat> a lot of noise on Twitter with, like, Luca leaving after yeah, all this stuff. That. Yeah, no, 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 not this time, but – like people Eventually, need to realize, yeah. though, like Luca is not Dirk. Like Dirk, I mean, Luca is not naive, and which you could arguably say Dirk was, right? Like, like the trust in the office, the trust in the stuff. Like Luca has been in the business for way too long. He didn't just come from some small town to like you know figure out how it works, like they've got to actually like do something to keep him happy and like build this around him. And so like, this will really be the thing. Um, you know, it was just like heartening just to really witness how little we could do against Philadelphia tonight. Like just like Embiid was, I mean, obviously he's just a monster. Sure. If he's healthy. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. I mean, fantastic, which is great. But like, I mean, we could do nothing when Luca was off the court. Like, what were we doing for offense? It just was just bad.
2: Like, yeah, I mean, let, let's let's kind of handle these these one at a time. So so, we obviously agree that the Mavericks need to get better, and and. It's wild to think what would have happened if they would have beat the Clippers because they've essentially rolled out with the, a lot of the same team members. You know, Brunson's I'm taking a step in the right direction. Oh, I'm, I'm glad they didn't, too. I mean, I was listening to the Low Post, like, during the first quarter because, like, listening to J, uh, Jeff Van Gundy is, like, getting your ears oh, stabbed. Oh, God. And yeah. and Low was talking about, like, why doesn't Brunson get more six-man-of-the-year stuff? And Well, the reason is because, through the like, going back, not the third, not the third and fourth, Fourth quarters, excuse me, but the previous two games in the first and second tonight, he was six of twenty nine, so <laughs> he's had some real yeah. stinkers. But it, it's it's they just need more talent, and I don't know how you do it because when you're kind of out of assets, you need to stick picks like. Josh Green. I mean, like, I well, wasn't a Sadiq Bay guy, but he exists. Uh, Desmond Bain, like, can play basketball, and, and you watch right. Josh Green, it's like, okay, I completely understand why Carlisle hasn't played him more. Uh, even though I'm probably going to get murked for that. I apologize no, for, I mean, for the Josh you, Green stance.
6: not draft a guy that, like, he's honestly, he, he just hasn't played basketball. Like, he, got, You know, like, he just picked it up. Like, he's an athlete which is fine. Like, you know, and in four years, like, he might be, like, you know, a really solid role player. But, yeah. like, that's just not that, – that's not the person we're going to keep on this roster. Like, we will trade yeah. him away like we've done before. He'll <laughs> end up going somewhere and then doing fairly well. We'll say, oh, shit, why didn't we keep him around? It's because <laughs> we don't – like, we don't have the patience and development for that because – just like you know, like he's like the Justin Anderson, but I mean, of a better version. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I think he Anderson think played. Man, go look at those game logs. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. But we were bad then, though. Like, I mean, they made the
4: playoffs. I'll say, Come I think on. we were the seventh seed that year.
6: They were pretty yeah, good. But, okay, <laughs> okay, time fair. really hurts, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but my, my point is, though, is, like, yeah, like, you know, so you have, like, that type of player to where, like, you have an athlete can't, like, really do much on the offensive end, but, like, like we're not going to do any, anything with him. Like, so why draft him? Yeah. No, I, like, I
2: mean, I just... that's been my rage for months, so I I 1,000% I agree. Um, well, I've got – Brad, I appreciate you coming up, as always. We've we've got a rowdy group in, in the the speaker yeah, request yeah, tonight. Yeah, sure. Uh, so thank you for coming up, and I want to do, uh, CJ actually uh, in the chat asked me to, and asked, you know, kind of the, the three of us to kind of chat about this. So Luka Doncic in his post-game commentary has some has some thoughts, um, and just to kind of read you the quotes, which Luka doesn't talk much. I get post-game stuff transcribed and sent out every day, and it's really great reading Luka because he'll give you like, I don't know. 15 words versus Carlisle who gives you 400 it's really funny um Luca says I don't understand the idea of the play in tournament you play 72 games to get in the playoffs and then you lose then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out of the playoffs I don't see the point of that and I'm guessing that that CJ wanted us to to talk about that to just just mention that yeah Luca's right and there is you know, as is, is much fun as, as, you know, Mike and the rest of us will have about the Luca agenda, I'll just say that the Zion agenda exists. Also, he's awesome. Um, it's just more money for everybody, is, is kind of the gist of it. And there's not much the Mavs can do about it other than go get the sixth seed. That's really the solution here. Uh, th- it's theirs for the taking because Portland is, while very fun, they're nine games over 500 with a negative point differential. There's something like 9 and 16 in non-clutch games, which is insane. Uh, so so there's just, you know, there's it's there for the Mavs taking. Guys, do you have any thoughts on this?
4: Yeah, Luke is one of us, man. It's good to see. He does, <laughs> he doesn't get it. He doesn't like it. I don't either. I mean, I get why the NBA is doing it. Um, it was a lot of fun last year, I will admit. Those games, uh, Portland and, and uh, Memphis, were a ton of fun to watch. And I get it with a good chunk of the season being taken away because of COVID and this year, you know, 10 games being taken away um, and it's condensed and it's more money for the NBA. So, I mean, I I get it, but I don't like it and I really don't like it because the Mavs are at seven. And so, yeah, what you can do about it is getting to six Uh, Portland could drop sure. Lakers lost to the Knicks tonight. Um, And then we play them two times. Um, Is it later next week? I think.
5: And and, I don't think LeBron will be back.
4: Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think LeBron will be back. I haven't heard much on AD recently, so I'm not sure about that either. So, man, like, literally once we talk a week from now, <laughs> everything could be so different. Um, oh, we're going to be that's just happy. the uniqueness, absolutely, of this season. And you play every other night. A lot of times you play back-to-backs. And, you know, the past four games have been really frustrating for the Mavs right now. But the previous, you know, 16 before that were really exciting and really fun. So – that's, again, this condensed schedule is just crazy. The ups and downs are crazy. You just got to gotta keep going at it, and it's fun to react, obviously, to the now and be frustrated at games like this. Um, but at the same time, man, we could be feeling so much different. at the
5: Yeah. Uh, I think AD is rumored to potentially be trying to get back before those games, so we'll see what happens there. But like I said, I, I think the Blazers are in a spot where they just got two key guys back. So for the next ten games, at least probably they're going to be kind of feeling their way around what their roster and rotations look like. So I, I do believe we'll probably end up getting out of that that play in. But um, I didn't mind the idea behind it because the season is ten games short. I just wish they had done something like they did last year, where they had game limits. Because uh, to whoever finishes in the seventh seed, is probably going to be five, six, seven games ahead of whoever's at the eight or nine. And there's a potential they could end up out of the playoffs if they lose two games. Uh, if, if, you know, if it's Portland, if Dane gets in foul trouble or something in one of those games, like, that, all of a sudden they're out of the playoffs even though they finished six games ahead of, you know, New Orleans or whoever. Like, that that shouldn't be a possibility.
2: <sighs> Did I mute myself? I can't. No, I didn't mute myself. Man, my phone likes telling me to go to bed. This is some, some big tech censoring me. Hate it. Um, I, I'm, I, am i am looking forward to all this. This is just, it's unbridled chaos. Like my wife just walked upstairs and I can tell she's just done with this season. Um, and me maybe we'll see. Uh, uh, all right. So let's see who wants Jared. You've been waiting a while. Jared, what do you got for us? You're on the other side of the earth. Aren't you Jared?
7: Yeah. I'm in, uh, Adelaide, Australia. All right. Um, yeah. Lunchtime here. Um, yeah, I kind of figured it was going to be a loss when I looked at the starting lineups and realized that Luca would be the only one that could get on their team. Um, the rest of the guys just—they just wouldn't um, push anyone out of their starting lineup, as far as I could see. So I think the, the main thing in the off-season is to kind of what you guys have already been saying is to—you need to re- re- move at least two of the starters to the bench and replace them with
2: better players. Um... Yeah, it's looking a bit. It's just so disappointing. You you look at the box score in the game, and there's two dudes every night who have the most mundane stat lines. And like, what do you do about that? You know, other than go get better players. Yeah,
7: it's it's kind of scary when kind of think about. I'm like, well, for them to really be have like a, a long long good run is is they really need Green and, and Terry to actually become rotation players because it's 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 looking hard for them to easily add talent when they've only got like one draft pick
2: in the next three years. When mm. the free agency's and, a little uh uh sparse yeah,
7: and e and even this this free off season looks looking pretty weak, but even the one after isn't looking that much better. Um and you're kind of hoping that that players are going to want to come and play with Luca, but if he doesn't have anyone else around him, that's enticing, and they they can't see the team improving, then why are they going to be that interested?
5: Um a yeah, what? <laughs> guys aren't going to come come play on a 17, You know, we got to win games yeah. to attract people. So yeah, I hear you. And
7: they're, they're throwing games away. So that's because too- I mean, because KP, I mean, he does need his rest because. You're just you seven foot three like um, it's it's just gonna be an ongoing thing they're, they're just looking at all the other seven foot three or four guys that have been in the league and they're like well you know we're earning a better play in 50 games a year just to make get him through the next four or five seasons
2: right right or have him at least healthy and available there's a, you know they, they have to do something because when when KB plays well he's obviously very important it's just you know, to to go all uh, for for anybody that that listens to to Ben and Andrew Sharp's podcast, like the greatest ability is availability, and it's just it it gets gets a little frustrating. So there's not much you know to say about that, but but it's that that has to be something. But then again, you know, you kind of look at what the Mavericks have coming next, and you know they're five games above five hundred still, which it doesn't feel that way with how grumpy I get about things. You know they play the Grizzlies next uh, national TV game. They play the Knicks again national TV game. Then they play the Kings on a, a, a of all places on a national TV game. Like they have a ew, wow, this is wild. Uh, seven of their next eight are national TV games, and Luca tends to go nuts on national TV. So, so I'm really I'm looking forward to seeing them do something, even though the roster is a little um, not great. But but you know we'll, we'll see what they have going. So, do you have anything else for us, Jared? Uh,
7: not just a uh, more of a positive thing is you just think back five or six years and what your expectations were of the team, and then much better. The moment yeah, I like being the mad moment, about a yeah. good team. <laughs> the moment we're pitching because they're, they're only six games above 500, so or five yep. games. So um, back then you were they were just praying to get to 500. So.
2: Oh yeah, like the team that played the Thunder, where Ray Felton had a game to to help like lead them. Like those were some dark times, uh, but yeah. that you know the, the this is this is much more the variance in this team is 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 much more fun. Well, Jared, thanks for yeah. coming up as always. I appreciate you. No problem. All right, so coming up next, we've got a couple more people, and then I should go to bed. I might not be able to get to everybody tonight because we have like fourteen people waiting. Um, Jack, what's going on? What's going on. Jack, you there?
3: Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, you saw- uh, quick, quick qu- Two quick questions uh, in regards to roster management. Uh, question number one, uh, how much better is Josh Richardson compared to uh, our old uh, former Mav uh, Delon Wright? And question number two, uh, would you rather have Tim Hardaway Jr. or Seth Curry uh, not even taking into account that uh, one player makes twice as much as the other?
2: Ooh. This is like, Mike, my, my, t- take either one. I don't have a great uh, answer.
5: <laughs> it's funny, I was actually just looking at Delon Wright compared to Josh Richardson this year. It's really disturbingly close. Um, And, yeah, I, I'm at the point where I'm ready to toss Josh Richardson to the bench just to piss him off so he opts out because I, I don't know if I want him back. And that's just $10 million potentially wasted on our, our roster next year. Um. And yeah, I'll, I'll let y'all pass the other one because I have an answer for that one. But <laughs> I, I am this.
4: I, this might get me in trouble, and y'all might disagree. I'm not a huge Seth Curry guy. Um, he is a phenomenal catch and shoot shooter or pump fake, you know, sidestep shooter. <laughs> but he, I mean, even last year, like I know we feel like we lost that trade. But at the same time, Seth Curry wasn't necessarily, like, moving the needle for us. He was very much maximized with Luca, and he is really good on the Sixers team as well. He fits a very perfect need for them. And so, for the first question with DeLon Wright and, and Josh Richardson, I, I mean, Josh Richardson has been really bad recently. I would still lean Josh Richardson. Um, and I'm I'm getting worried that we thought he was a really good defensive player because he's been on really good defensive teams um but he's got some good previous years not this year but he's got some good one-on-one defensive stats for whatever reason it's just not showing up this year um and I would love to blame covid I would love to blame just you know I I I would love to find a bunch of excuses but we don't have time for that because it's it's getting to the point where we're getting really frustrated with him so I still would think Josh Richardson over DeLon Wright. Um, and then, yeah, Tim Tim has, has been broken recently. He's super emotional. If he's not hitting, I mean, he's almost just as bad, if not worse, than Luka emotionally. His head will hit the floor as soon as he misses two shots in a row or three. Um, but the games that he's on and the games that he's doing what he does best, um, he's more of a threat offensively. And probably a better defender, not much, but a little bit of a better defender than Seth Curry.
2: But that's just me, my opinion. So I'd take Josh Richardson too. Uh, DeLon Wright refused to shoot the ball, sort of a thing that gets lost. Uh, he was a pretty good three-point shooter, but he only shot at 1.7 times a game. This offense requires you to take the shots that are given. Um, the problem is Richardson's just not hitting. You know, He has these outlier games where he hit five in one game. We only had sixty the entire year, and just it just stands out because, I mean, my favorites are those ones from the uh, if you're watching on TV, the bottom of the screen, and when he's at the corner, like when he's at kind of the not the not the the corner, but the uh, kind of free throw line extended area, and you see the ball curve. It's like bullet time. I don't really understand like what's happening with his shot. shot, but yeah, I'd, I'd still prefer him, and I'd like. <sighs> Hardaway's willingness to take the crazy ass shot is one of the things that the Mavericks need because otherwise it's just like Luca doing it. So I I still like Hardaway, even though I can understand for for people who really prefer Seth. So good question. I appreciate that. Um, All right, let's get to a couple more folks and then get on out of here pretty quickly. All right. um, I'm going to bring up Brian Zillum, who's been waiting. Gentlemen, Happy
8: uh, Maverick Monday, Monday loss. Yes, yes, yes. A couple quick things. I, I know, Kirk, you're ready to hit the sack. But it's interesting. I think I have, like, an answer of what's wrong with this, with this team every time they lose. But they decide to change the question, if I could uh, quote Roddy Piper there. It's just It's always something different with this team, whether it be, like, resting – Oh, like we're recovering from COVID or, you know, it's always something different. So it, it's really hard to just really like review. And it's going to be so fun to go back and pick apart this team. Like once we actually have some time in the off season. And my second thing is Rick, everything like that's going on. I I think once the see we have our final interviews for the season, right? Isn't, Donnie and Cuban and Carlisle's, like, comments going to be, oh, you know, we had some so much stuff going on this season. Uh, you know, I think we did, like, an excellent job. And it's just like, bro, like, are you are you kidding me? Everybody's had to really go through stuff. And I think that's been, like, the most frustrating thing because Donnie, in a way, is going to get, like, a pass, like, just because of everything that's going on this season. But, I mean, my if I can bring some Donnie Thunder back, like, if he does not, like – earn his paycheck like he he's gone like he needs to be gone like he needs to be gone right now to be honest but like i need him out
2: i like the heat but i regret to inform you that he ain't going anywhere. kirk i thought we were friends what happened i we are but it's just like that man you know like there's this dude that works in my company the company's 33 years old he's been there 33 years he comes with the furniture like that that's just kind of the deal and donnie's that dude it drives me nuts. He's also an unbelievable basketball talent assessor when he cares. I'm just not sure how much he cares sometimes.
8: So he's the Roseanne couch of our franchise. It's he's our Roseanne couch that's got the ugly flowers and the ups like the obscure like blanket on it. He's sure.
2: not going away ever. Sure, yeah, he's the bathroom that needs to be updated and just no one wants to take the time to do it. I, I feel this. <laughs> I feel this. It's it's really something. Yeah, but by the way, for for anybody that's like under the age of thirty, there's a Netflix documentary with Donnie Nelson as the coach of the uh, the other Dream Team in '92, and you watch that, and then you're like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about, and then you're like, wait, how did he sign Gal Mekel to a deal? It's like what happened there. Um, anyways. Alright, well Brian, well why don't you hang out with us? We've got a few more folks coming up. Um, you know, you're good at this. Let's bring on a longtime friend of the program, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Drop your phone there. Yeah, yeah,
9: what's up? <laughs> I was plugging in my headphones to make sure, sure you, I, were. you didn't get the uh you <laughs> didn't get the sink and the dishes. Oh, no, that's okay. I need to give more people time to come up here. <laughs> what's up, buddy? So what you got for us? What's up, guys? I already win 19 straight.
2: I, I like the energy. I need it because I'm a.
9: <laughs> We're gonna do it, man. Hey, and uh, I heard you slandering Josh Green. He had a he had a dunk tonight, so I don't want to hear it from you I mean, anymore. Like slander is a falsehood.
2: You want you all understand this, right? No, you know, y'all are all up here.
4: <laughs> you and Tim both. I will. I will slander <laughs> Josh Green. Okay, if if this brings me the like, we cry. Mavs Twitter cries to play the rookies. Yeah, no. Like, I, I do y'all see it. what happens when they go out there? Like, yeah, even in Kobe. garbage time. What are the other wasn't even out there. What are the other guys? Gonna do? <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> no, I agree that. But are they really? <laughs> yeah, you think you think, think, think Josh Green is going to be an upgrade over Josh Richardson or Dory Finney Smith?
1: Yo, we're
9: I, just I, ripping on Josh Richardson. <gasps> Bibbs just said Absolutely. he wanted to put him on the bench to opt
4: out. Absolutely,
9: <laughs> Absolutely putting Josh Green over Josh Richardson if that's if that's how it's really going to be. I mean, oh man! What if he's the key of us on going on this nineteen-game win streak, and I, we just don't
2: know it? I've watched him airball a layup. <laughs> my man, like I, I can't, I can't have it. He's dude. He is, he some is, of the
9: be- stuff Luke has been doing, come on, it's uh, that's just what happens to the players.
2: Well, I mean, your bigger picture, it's, it's like the point kind of where we've been kicking it all, like killing the the point all night. Where it's just they're 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 not when when things look bad, they look real bad, and that's indicative <laughs> that flows down to the rookies.
5: Here's what I'll say about that. I feel like when they drafted Josh Green, they didn't really have a plan, it feels like. They they said they did, but then they got him in here and they tried to turn him into something that he's not. I feel like if they used him as a slasher when he came in or when he comes in as a guy to, to cut and draw the defense away from the perimeter and open up guys on the perimeter and every now and then let them get a dunk and let them play aggressive defense and foul out, he he would be a completely different player. People would look at him differently. Instead, we stick him in the corner and ask him to shoot a three every now and then, and that's just a waste of his talent, in my opinion. What
2: talent though? The man finished. The man in college in college finished forty percent of his shots at the rim. I I can't look at
5: that type of stuff. I see what I know. What I see.
2: But what, what I, I'm I'm telling you, I need you to get more eyes. He's a great. He's a he's a fun <laughs> defensive player because he's huge. That, that's like,
4: why. That's why they drafted him. They drafted him. I feel like for a future project, that he, he brings the defense that they need, and they want to get him to where he can shoot the ball. And he is not there yeah. yet. He he can't he can't finish well yet, and he can't shoot it well yet. And so I feel like they thought. Because I remember one of the first practices when he got to Dallas, right? They got they got drafted, and then it was like a crazy like two or three weeks until the season started or something like that. I can't remember, but I remember <laughs> Rick standing right by him as he shot free throws. Like, helping him shoot the ball. And I was just yeah. like, oh, gosh. Like, this is this, – what What are we – we can't expect this dude to come in and just, like, be, you know, a, a 35%, 36% shooter from three that we would want him to be in his rookie season. It's just not going to happen.
8: Can I catch a theory real quick, guys, if you don't mind? So, can we go back to, like, making fun of Donnie for being lazy at his job? So, Donnie's so bad at being lazy – he can't – like, he doesn't even want to do the bare minimum right. So he called Jason Terry and said, hey, like, is this guy good at basketball? And Chad said, eh, and, you know, he's all right. And it's like, okay, cool, I'll drop this guy at 18. When there's a guy in your freaking backyard that you could see on the day-to-day, but no, we don't have to drop Desmond Bain.
2: We got to distract this guy and not play him. I mean, isn't TCU in Fort Worth? Yes. Like, I don't blame him. I mean, that's, that's far away. Um, but the the green thing, like, like I, I got to give – you know, to, to at least, you know, couch my, my my meanness a little bit. Dorian Finney-Smith couldn't play basketball for four years, and then all of a sudden he could. And and I believe that Green is more athletically gifted than Dorian.
5: That's kind so. of the mode. I think the, the situation is the problem. Like, if we were trash and out of the playoffs right now, he'd be getting those minutes. But because we're a team that could and should probably be the four or five seed, it's a tough spot for him. So we lean to the vets and let them slide at of them <laughs> so
2: so so Corey in the chat he, he's gonna yell at us But I I, I have to go here because I have to get offline but I want to address Corey Corey Douglas in the chat so we don't need, don't need more Dorians. My argument is that the Sixers are a team of, of all Dorians bunch of six foot eight dudes that can kind of do stuff and then they work out because they have a pair of superstars that, that make it work together. And the Mavericks, because of Carlisle's tendencies, love playing like five foot nine guys, the, and and then Luca, and and it just it works out because you end up having some some really great scheming in playoff games, and then it just it's it's. The game-to-game stuff can get very frustrating. But, you know, we, we could probably talk for, like, three more hours, and we really shouldn't. Um, does anybody else have any parting shots they want to take? Because I, I, I have to cut this off because I have to actually do my uh, – I, I need to go post the recap and stuff because I let a newbie write the article tonight. Oh, my God, yeah, Raymond Green just I, hit a
9: three. I, I got a – oh, yeah. What do you think about – all right, well, this is my question. I was going to ask who you think is going to win the NASCAR race on Sunday. God, but, I hate uh, you. What do you think about Dwight Howard <laughs> –
2: Shooting a three against. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, <laughs> he's such a troll. Somebody, I was, I was chatting with a friend who who made the argument of everybody's fine with with Dwight Howard's troll them now because he wears the number thirty nine and they just accept that as a trash number. Well, that's all I got. Anybody else? Bibbs, Grant, Tim.
9: Oh, uh, he still didn't answer who's gonna win the race. I, I yes. don't know who drives
2: cars around in a circle. It's a basketball podcast. I'll I'll bet on who you tell me to.
5: Jimmy's gonna win. That's 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 my vote, Jimmy. Um Danica be a Jim. Patrick. <laughs> yeah, that, was, <laughs> oh
2: that's, that was that those
8: Billy really Bob Thornton. Yeah. Billy really Bob Thornton.
4: I have no idea. All I know is Josh Green is two of seventeen from three this year.
2: <laughs> Woo! all Indeed. right all right well guys we got i'm sorry for the folks the we've we've had some some people coming into the chat that want to keep talking i unfortunately have to go right this minute um i i appreciate everybody coming on let's do this again in a couple of nights because we don't have a back-to-back for a few days um this is, is something uh, it's going to be the the national team broadcast Everybody that's been hanging out, please come back and ask me. You know more questions. I'm sorry I didn't get to everyone again. I, I always try to do that, but we're almost in an hour, and uh, you know, just got stuff I got to do. Um, we'll talk in a couple of days. It's been Mavs Moneyball After Dark with uh, Brian Zellman, Mike Bibbins, Grant. I'm not even going to try to say your last name, and Tim Yeager, and all the uh, wonderful people who've joined. Everyone have a good rest of your week.